When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com This is the Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. Powered by Together Credit Union. Empowering you to achieve your financial goals. It is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jamie Rivers, Jeff Burton, here to talk a little hockey and whatever the heck else comes to our mind. Gentlemen, good afternoon, morning to you, wherever we are. I have a great way to get the juices flowing Ooh. if you guys want to. I'm in. Sounds All sexy. Right. You guys have or had, you guys have or had dogs in the past, mm-hmm. right? Uh, have you guys ever had the Roomba, the the round, you know, those vacuums yes. that you... I have not, man. So you, you put it on a on a thing, on a base, and you can um, get an app, and you can literally map out in your house where you want it to just drive around. It bumps off of things, you know, ottomans, whatever, right? You know what I'm talking about? You've had one. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, I've also have three dogs. Mm. Julie's been working home since the beginning of the pandemic, March 2020. So she's in a bit of a routine. When everybody else is gone, three dogs are in the office with her. Everybody hangs. She closes the door. She does her work. Every once in a while, she'll have to do a call or a Zoom or whatever. And the big dog, which is the youngest dog, big dog, youngest dog, big dog, 105 pounds. That's a big dog. That's a yeah. big dog. Sleeping, sleeping, sleeping. I got to get up and and, uh, and walk around. So she opens the door for her. M- meanwhile, the Roomba's going on downstairs. Split level house, right? She goes out, comes back in, lays back down. Julie thinks nothing of it. About an hour later, she goes down there. And that dog laid down a pile the size of a Buick. Oh, no. I and already know where this Roomba is going. Roomba came along and Zambonied the thing all over the hardwood floors. Mm. The entire lower level was just painted because it's because you set up the grid to where it's going to go. Yeah. So it apparently hit this. So thing what was the final has, picture that it uh, drew for you? Um, <laughs> it looked like the, the corn maze out of Brookdale Farms oh. in Eureka. Well, Jeff, that's really crappy. Which really fun. It's funny you say that because as radio people, what's the first thing? Because I wasn't there when it happened. I, I drove home yesterday and Julie was telling me. How it took her two hours and two trips to the store to clean everything up. What's the first thing us radio people say? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I just keep thinking the overwhelming, lingering smell of that mm-hmm. thing has got to just... I think we go dad joke and say, well, that's really crappy. No, I said, did you take pictures? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She did not. Yeah, I, but I can't blame her for that because when you go down there and see the, the layers of S, you... You're not like, oh, this is funny. Aren't we in the I'm day gonna... and age, though, of, hey, I'm going to retell this story, so I'm going to have to check this yeah, out. Yeah, I would have documented it just for the simple uh, the simple case of, 
I need you to see what I had to deal with. <laughs> yeah, that's what's basically what she like, was telling me. I'm like, well, did in, you like, take pictures? You guys, or even social media. Like, can you believe what I just said? Hey, Roomba, thank you. Do you have a Zamboni version now so I can right. clean up my... <laughs> Are the burdens not going through enough? For the love right. of freaking Pete, are the burdens not going through enough? Like, uh, I, I know the, the tilt in her voice when something, hey, I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> right. no, you know that tone, But man. the grossest thing is if you see one of these things, it's just a little circle, but it's got like the little – It's got little brushes on yeah, the, the side, brushes. and underneath it has the little roller to pull up like fur from carpet. Yeah, you turn it over, it looks like a birthday cake. Man. Just oh, dude, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, you can spin it another way. It probably needed a good cleaning anyway. Right, yeah, yeah. So we're going to power probably, wash it and yeah. see if it helps. I don't know. Is that or just, <laughs> right. just put the house up for sale? So. <laughs> oh. Burning the sucker down. Yeah. You buy yeah, the yeah. house with the Roomba included. Yeah. <laughs> Roomba included. So, uh, Mr. Rivers, uh, did your, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Boy, like did that. the fantasy mm. camp start this week? Uh, they're just hockey camps. Not fantasy camp. Why no, the hell could did be I your say fantasy, that? though, yeah. right. and do hockey camp with Synergy Hockey. That's not a lie, as mm-hmm. a matter of fact. But, like, so what time, like, do you get going in the morning? What oh. time are you on the ice? And then, like, also, you do, you know, skill stuff with other, you know, with NHL players, too. Yeah. So, like, are you still doing that, too? Uh, the NHL guys right now are on a little bit of a hiatus. Take a, a little bit of breather. That that will that will present itself in July. Okay. And they usually start second week of July, um, although the Kachuk boys last year started in June. Uh, and that will go through, you know, till training camp. So my schedule right now, my daily schedule is as follows. Um, I get up about 5 a.m. and I try to get out. Well, let me back it up. All right. I start the night before as I lay out my clothes that I'm going to wear to work out in the morning. Then I have my clothes that I'm going to wear to work. And then usually a T-shirt change for the radio show because, you know, you get a little sweaty and things like that. Things like that. Usually an extra set of It can underwear. smell like a locker room in there for sure. Yeah. You know, and here. And you don't want that. So that all starts the night before. Then I get up at 5, and by 5.15, I'm dressed in my workout clothes and have whatever I need, pack it up nicely, uh, start a coffee, get a coffee going, and I head to the gym. And I usually get about a 45-minute to an hour workout in, and then shower, put on the Synergy Hockey clothes, and head off to camp this week. We had two of them going at the same time. Um, so Monday morning, I headed to Kirkwood Ice Rink from St. Charles and spent the morning there. And then at the lunch hour time, head over to Centene Community Ice Center, where the other one is, check in, help out, get things going, make sure everybody's in order, and then bolt over here to the radio station to do some show prep with the guys because you can't leave your teammates hanging. No. And then we get on the radio from 2 to 6, and then from 6 to 7, it's usually a recap of the day with all my coaches and people, make sure everything was okay. Do we need anything? Could we do something better? Did something go wrong? You know, whatever. Um, And then I go home, and if I have my kids, I cook dinner, and we do our thing. Um, Otherwise, I go home and usually... Uh, try not to die. <laughs> <laughs> Ice bath. There's all. There's usually a shower at the end of the day for well, sure. Yeah, Just I hope I, so. Well, I've showered already like twice, probably in this day or once rather uh, after the workout. Mm. But the shower at the end of the day comes. I, for me, it's like I'm all done. I'll put everything away and I'll just be like, okay. I'm going to go take a quick shower. Just a quick one. Doesn't matter. I feel like I'm wiping the day off of me at that yeah. point. Yeah, man. And then I'll come downstairs and. I uh, usually pour myself a nice bourbon. 
I mean, we call it a Jamie pour in mm. my house. It's probably like a double, maybe mm-hmm. a triple. Not wrong with That's that. all right. It's your house. It's yeah. Nice. Earned just, it. Huh? You earned it. I earned it. And I have that. And then I look at the time and go, okay, better get my clothes ready for tomorrow. So I start that whole process again. So that's my life right now, Donnie. Boy, Glamorous, oh boy. isn't it? That is yeah. a, that's a, that's a busy way to go. That I'm is glad, a busy way to go. I'm glad I'm not a former NHL player. That's, <laughs> that's a, that's a I should have been a better NHL player. <laughs> one of the two. Yeah, one of the two. So uh, as it stands here in the, uh, the old NHL hockey season, you've got the Cal- Colorado Avalanche who absolutely just stormrolled through Edmonton. So what is, hang on a second. Let's pause right there. Yeah. What does that tell you about our Blues team? Because the Avalanche went through – the National Predators, like a hot knife through butter, and then they were at risk against the Blues. Probably should have been a Game 7. Uh, with Bennington and Krug, you're probably right there. Maybe you pull off the victory. Maybe you don't. And then they go right through the Oilers after. What they, does that tell you guys about your it Blues? It tells me that, that we're right there. We're right there. And I got to tell you, man. We're it, a better matchup for Edmonton. I, and I feel like it stings a little bit worse, too. See, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like that, that, that I haven't been able to watch very much else since because, man, I just feel like we should still be there. I, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just, when you, I just see, all right, Tampa, New York, Colorado, and then this huge drop off to Edmonton. Right. And I feel like we're right with those, with those four. Mm-hmm. So it does bum me out. But then also, too, trying to be practical, using my brain that God gave me. It makes me feel really excited going into next year because, man, we don't need to retool. We don't need. We don't need big things. Right. We just need some tweaks, and this team is going to be right back at it. I had a uh, friend stop by uh, last night, and we were talking hockey a little bit. And the two things for me are, like you just said, we don't need a ton. Maybe three things. We don't need a ton of things. And also, I'm very, very excited to see what a Jordan Cairo. And uh, Thomas do with another year under their belt, and how I'm I'm curious. Maybe Jamie, you can tell us. Does Cairo have a no guy in his life during the off season that can say, "Dude, see where you were before the All Star game, and then after the All Star game, you're doing this and this and this and this and this and this." So, so that's one of the other things. And then the third thing is the pickups that the Blues might do could be huge splashes that we've all been waiting for. Yeah, so I look back at this playoff uh, season for the Blues, and you know, I think we said it on our podcast here at one point that you know whoever wins between the Blues and the Avalanche will be in the Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. And I, I still believe that. I don't think the Oilers would have been much of a problem for the Blues. Um, you know, Watching how the Avalanche just dismantled that team probably would have been a five- or six-game series, uh, and the Blues would have found themselves in the Stanley Cup again, which is painful because mm-hmm. you're like, anything can happen in the Stanley Cup, and they match up well against that Tampa team. They match up well against the Rangers. You know, So I look at that as being you know, a little bit of a heartbreak there. But again, signs of positive things to come is you do have the majority of your team under contract for next year. And the guys, the outliers, uh, the David Perrons, the Nick Lettys, the Tyler Bozaks, like you – you pretty much know that Perron is going to resign here. I'm a little worried that you know the price might get up there because he was so darn good and he's so valuable to this team. I'm hoping both sides um, are smart about it and David Perron gets paid very well, but also a salary that the Blues can handle so they can do other things. Um, go ahead. Is it, are you possibly saying that because I think I heard you guys talking that 
there is rumor that Perron is wanting a little bit more than they thought he might. Yeah, I don't know if it's him particularly saying that. I think what it is is the marketplace is saying he could easily command, you know, five to seven million in that range. And if that happens, guys, like we won't, the Blues right now only have nine million dollars in cap space. So, you know, Nick, you have Nick Letty that has to be re-signed. You have Nico Mikola that has to be re-signed. Tyler Bozak, unrestricted. Probably seen the end of Tyler Bozak in St. Louis. Um, but you have Vili Huso that's unrestricted. You've got Scott Perunovic that's a restricted free agent, so you're going to have to pony up on him. He'll get a two-way contract, and he'll play in the minors next year just because he needs to play. This mm-hmm. kid hasn't played enough. So he won't really affect your overall salary cap. But nonetheless, guys, $9 million over that group of players is going to be tough to do. Well, and and weren't we kind of, you know, toying with the three and a half to maybe four we million tops for, yeah. for Perron? I can't imagine that what he after what he's done the last couple of years, when you look at the numbers and then you look at his playoff that just went by, how can you expect a guy to take a pay cut? Right. Like I think that the lowest you're going to get him is what he's currently making at four million. I mean, am I wrong? Do you guys like No, no. Not just I common mean, sense. No, I think, otherwise? I like, think that's, I mean, I think that's what it is. I see a way where David Perron is sitting right here and we can tell him unequivocally, hey, man, maybe just take a little haircut. Well, and also, too, I think it's always super easy for us to be like, take the hometown discount, right, Dave. Right, we right. know you want to be here. Mm-hmm. Like, stop it. You know, often that's <laughs> made enough out. money. Right. You made enough Like, money. we would turn down money in our everyday life, even if it's a 10 grand difference. Like, we would say, oh, we'll take 10 grand less because we like you. I'm going to tell you right. something. I'm getting paid. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like I want to do right by everybody. But yeah. at the end of the day, I want to do right by my family and me first and foremost. And I hope that's what he does. But, man, I really hope that they can figure something out. Because he has been, you, you, when, when he went through that stretch, the post-concussion stretch, mm. the Blues were struggling there, man. They, they, it, it was so obvious how much they needed him and all of the mm-hmm. million little things that he does. Yeah. No, he's great. And I think that the... The biggest tell is that when your head coach, Craig Berube, he came on the fast lane with us, and, I mean, he literally met, he might as well have been David Perron's representation, mm-hmm. which I'm sure Doug Armstrong was like, shh, chief, quiet, quiet, quiet. <laughs> right. No, I'm just joking. I mean, Army loves David Perron as well, but, yeah, when you have rave reviews from your head coach, I think it speaks volumes. Hey, man, am I crazy to really yes. want Nick? Yes. Yeah, that is true. Okay, so I think I really want Nick Letty back. I feel like he was like the per- it seemed like he was the perfect piece when he came in and they played so well. Is there any I mean do we have a reasonable chance of re-signing him? Well, that's an interesting one too because he was making five and a half million dollars last year on the last year of a 7-year contract, I believe is what it was. But five and a half million dollars last year. I would have thought when Nick Letty first came to the Blues like this guy'll be lucky to get that 4 million be lucky to get there he's had a so-so go in detroit and he's a steady kind of guy but not a guy that people are like oh we got to pay that guy right then he played really well here Mm -hmm. he was a difference maker in a lot of ways and he stabilized your blue line big time so i don't know what the price tag will be for nick letty i for me it's going to be somewhere between four and five million a year is what i predict for him you can't forget i think he's only 31 years old too People think he's like 35, 36 because he's been in the league since he was 18. He's not. He's got he's got a lot of miles left on that car. And 
we'll see how that shapes up. But let me let me present a different scenario to you. Oh, I know what you're going to say because I think I heard you talk about it on your show. Yesterday. I've said a couple things this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, boy, this is good. This so is going to get good. Let's go in two different directions here. Well, three. One is the Nick Letty experiment where we try to get him re-signed again. I think we're all in agreement that, yes, we'd like to see that at yes. a reasonable price. Mm-hmm. All in favor, say aye. 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 Okay. So Nick Letty is in the uh, to-do box, right? Uh, next guy up is a guy that made three point seven million this year. Um, he's six foot five, two hundred and forty pounds. He had one hundred and eighty-one hits. Uh, he's a mean son of a you know what. He's a left-handed shot. Nikita Zadorov, Calgary Flames defenseman. Mm. Okay. He is an unrestricted free agent as of right now, pretty much. Well, when when free agency comes around. What are your thoughts on that? Like, if the pivot is it a pivot from Nick Laddie if it doesn't work out, or do you go, hmm, this team really needed some sandpaper on that blue line, and this guy is hated by everyone, and anybody that runs into him pretty much dies. Like there's a yard sale, yeah. there's gloves and the helmets. The Flames and guy you're talking about, the Flames guy. Yeah, the okay. Zadorov. He's a monster, uh, and he's a left handed shot. And I look at that and I go, Imagine him playing on the left side with Colton Pareko. We talk about the Twin Towers. These yeah. guys would be massive, but you'd have you know one guy, Colton Pareko, who's extremely talented, skates well, moves the puck well, does all these things. Not the most aggressive guy in the world. We know that. But then you flipped it over, and you have a very straightforward defenseman in Zadorov, but that he's got that sandpaper and that meanness. Well, that's great. But my only question then, well, the money is a yeah, question, the money, too. What would it take? But then also, too, you know, like – is he at all similar to, to Letty in the sort of steady, you know, calming, Jay Bomeister-like No, he's different. That we, okay. He's different that way. Um, now, he's a, he is a shutdown defenseman. He plays against other teams' top lines, and, you know, so he's handled that role before. He's not going to wow you with his offensive prowess. That's fine. He's not going to wow you with skating ability. He's a great skater, but it's, he's not a smooth hockey player like Nick Letty is. But... He also brings an element to your team that Nick Letty cannot bring. And so, and his price tag was 3.7 this year. I don't know if it necessarily goes up that much. I think top end would be four. Top end. He might be stuck right at the 3.7 again, 3.8. And he's unrestricted? And he's an unrestricted free agent coming up. So hmm. let's go get him, Don. <clears throat> I'm all right with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay. Cause we need the size back there. And like you keep saying twin towers, I want to see it. You man, know? And also too, we have talked multiple times this year throughout the course of the year of this team needing more sandpaper, yeah. especially on the back end. And yeah. so that absolutely works for me. Okay. Yeah. So all in favor, say aye. 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 Okay. So he's there. He's in the bin with uh, Nick Letty right now. Last one I'm going to present to you is a different scenario. This player is not unrestricted. He has three years left on his current deal at $4.6 million per year. Jacob Chikrin. Mm. I look at the Arizona Coyotes, and Scott Perunovic, everybody's like, and I'm high on the kid too. I think he's going to be a great talent. He's a year younger than Jacob Chikrin. Jacob Chikrin has, what, five or six years under his belt in the NHL. He scored 18 goals in this league as a defenseman. At four point six million too, so actually he'd be cheaper than Nick Letty, uh, almost nine hundred thousand dollars cheaper than what Nick Letty was this year. It's going to take some players to get him. The good news is, is the general manager in Arizona used to work for you here, Bill Armstrong, so he pretty much drafted everybody that you have. Sure. Hey, so guess what? He likes them. You know he likes these players. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I don't know what you'd give up. I think it would. I think it would absolutely take a Perunovic. I think it would take a Kairou. Yep. And I think it would take a Zachary Bolduc or a Jake Neighbors. You know, where do we draw the line? I'm sure Doug Armstrong could push back on one of those players, or you know, swap that out with somebody different. Um, but what do you think of that idea? Because when you look at Jordan Kairou, uh, he's a tremendous talent. Um, but sometimes you have to give to get, right? Yeah. Well, you, I mean, absolutely. You would address your left-handed shot top two defenseman in a hurry, and he's locked in for three more years at 4.6, so he's cost-controlled, too. I got to tell you, the biggest thing about Jordan Kyrie that bothers me at this point is to see the terrible, terrible groups of music that he goes to see in DJ. <laughs> that is the one that I, I just, what do you, what Jordan, what do you, great, I'm glad you're having fun. Looks like there's a lot of ladies around, but what is what this? We, what are we doing? What are we listening yeah. to? What is this? What does it always have to be a pool party? Yeah, it's on yeah, yeah, it's IG him. stuff. And yeah, you know what? Yeah. The thing is, is that it looks like the young man is having the time of his life, yeah. and I love to see it, all right? But it's just, I just don't like the music, that's all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, man, I obviously, listen. You, we got to give to get, all right. And unfortunately, you—I mean, you got to make tough decisions like that. I—I—I I, I, I just—it it feels as though the D is the one area I feel like they could kind of focus on, not mm-hmm. revamp, but add to to very much improve and stabilize the, the team. So, I, you know, man, it's going to take something to make it happen. But let me throw let me throw this out there, and I thought this is where you were going to go with this. Okay. What about you, you guys were talking about on the fast lane either yesterday or the day before about trading Vladimir Tarasenko now while his trade value is at an all time high uh-huh. because knowing that at the end of the year one of two things is going to happen an extension which feels highly unlikely at this point even if he's happy or whatever or he's gone and you lose him for nothing so why don't you try to include him in one of those packages to maybe Calgary for for Kachuk or Phoenix for Chikrin, or what about that? There's a big problem. Uh-oh. Oh, the goddamn no trade clause. Oh, the no trade clause. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the problem. Arizona. He's yeah. not going to go to Arizona. He's not going to go to Calgary. Yep. So if you're going, if that is a scenario that you'd like to pursue is, you know, making a deal, including Vladimir Tarasenko, it's going to have to be to a team that he wants to go to and a team that really likes him. And they're going to give you draft picks or prospects back. No dollar value coming back. Or maybe a player that's solid, like a middle-of-the-road forward that comes back the other way. But then what do you do for the 80 to 85 points? Yeah. Like, what do you do there? Like, I, I, I look at it two ways. I'm like, man, was that a bit of an anomaly for him? Or is that something that he can really do when he's healthy? And can he stay healthy? So these are all like massive questions. You sit there and you don't have the answers to them. Well, and as soon as you're in with both feet for next season and he doesn't score like he did, or if he gets injured, then you got this. You got this. Or, or if he losing him, right. which, you know, it is what it is. Or, or if, if he goes on a drought and he gets dropped down a line or isn't playing on the power play or so, is he going to start pouting and doing that sort of thing again? I mean, it's a lot Two. of ifs. I don't I mean, think also he would do that. We also said last year at this time, well, if he starts scoring goals, we're going to want him. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I don't think he would do the pout thing because unrestricted free agency is still knocking at his door mm-hmm. for the following season. So most players in that situation – are like, I want to get out of this funk. I want to make a lot of money. I want to play well. I want to score a lot of goals and, and be the guy. So I don't think that would happen. Um, but I do, you know, we talk about Matthew Kachuk a lot. 
Uh, and rightfully so. I mean, the young man got over 100 points. He's a gritty, he's a Braden Shen type player with more finishing ability, more offensive ability. I'm starting to feel like this is a huge pipe dream. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe not. And the reason I say that is Calgary's going to lose Johnny Gaudreau. Calgary's going to lose Nikita Zadorov. Calgary is going to have a tough time hanging on to Matthew Kachuk uh, based on the fact that they're not going to have the same kind of team. So why would a young star player stay with an organization that's going to go through an entire rebuild? It doesn't seem to make sense to me. So how do you how do you um, get around that then? How do you get to Matthew Kachuk if you're the Blues? Well, maybe you do deal Vladimir Tarasenko and you pick up as much as you can as far as assets goes. I don't know what it is. Whatever it is. Basically, whatever you pick up, you're ready to send it over to Calgary along with probably a Jordan Kyber. Mm-hmm. probably maybe uh, Scott Perunovich. I'm not talking all of them together. I'm saying like a package that goes to the Calgary Flames for a Matthew Kachuk, it's not going to be incredible because everybody knows he's only got one year left and then he walks as an unrestricted free agent. So Doug Armstrong's going to be like, I'm not giving you Perunovich, Cairo, this guy, that. Uh-uh. You get either mm-hmm. Perunovich, either Cairo, either Zachary Bolduke, maybe Jake Neighbors. And some draft picks and some lower. That's your package because otherwise I can talk to this guy a year from now and bring him here without Mm -hmm. giving you anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do think that I don't think it's a pipe dream. I think it's a it's a possibility. But then, you know, the nine million dollars that he makes army at that point, then he's got the problem or the not the problem, the, um, the, the the job of making room for that. Mm -hmm. So how many players do you end up having to lose or move on from in order to fit one player in, and is it worth it? At the end of the day, I believe it is. Do, do, I believe this he's a is not going player. to be a case where he comes in and takes all the money, and then we just got to fill him in with a bunch of minor league players. No, no, you can look. There's ways to do it. Um, you know, Doug Armstrong has never bought out a player. He can. He has the ability to do it. He could buy out a Marcos Candela. He could. And then, you know, you gain a couple million iron. You won't get the whole thing because you don't get full relief when you right. buy out a player. Uh, but there's there's things you can do. You know, you walk from Billy Husso. Um, obviously, at that point, maybe maybe you're walking on Nick Letty and you're looking for, you know, a $3 million defenseman and you're thinking to yourself, well, we can make this work type thing. I don't know. Ultimately, that would be Army and his group to look at that. But I don't think it's a pipe dream. I think there's reality to it. It's just that it's going to take some work. I think one of the most exciting parts, and we've said this a couple of times before, is that, or I have, is that with Doug Armstrong being as he is, there could be a couple of things that he's working on right now that are completely out of He's like the Wizard of Oz. He's got something in the live (laughs) well right now. We don't even know it. Oh, yeah. He's definitely, he's got the dry erase board there in his office. With things that are written that we're going to be like, son of a biscuit baker. <laughs> hey, real quick, guys. I, before we wrap up here today, I want to get your thoughts on uh, the Evander Kane hit on Kadri uh-huh. and Kadri being out for potentially the remainder of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Are you looking at me right no, away? Go right ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah, none of us going out first. No, Got to uh-huh. let him take it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... I don't ever like to see a guy get hurt. No. Um, but knowing now that he's not seriously hurt, it's just a broken thumb or something like that. Hey, the hockey gods came knocking, man. And uh, Karma's a mother. Karma is a you-know-what. <laughs> and I didn't think the, uh, I didn't think the play was uh, a disgustingly dirty play. It happens all – here's my biggest pet peeve with the NHL right now. 
Back in my day, there he goes again. Uh, <laughs> back in my day, when you cross-checked somebody, that meant you're willing, like, we're about ready to do battle here. If you cross-check me hard enough, I'm turning on punching you in the face. Everybody cross-checks everybody now. Mm-hmm. Watch a game. Every time there's a stoppage, there's a, <clears throat> a little cross-check. Cross-check in the ribs. Guy skates by somebody, cross-checks him across the arm. You're like, what the heck is going on here? It's like cross-checking has become the way to play physical in the NHL, which is weird to me. They wanted to take away the headshots, and so basically they took away a lot of body checking because every body check, somehow, some way you get a piece of the head, inadvertently or not, whatever. So now guys run around cross-check everybody because now you can target with your cross-check. So that's all Evander Kane was doing there is he's giving them a little cross-check to like just you're bumping the guy a little bit, you know, trying to get position for the puck. Mm-hmm. Now, they're going fast, and Kadri got the speed wobble and end up going, you know, almost head first into the boards, which I'm glad he didn't do that because that would have been a disaster. Um, but I didn't think it was – I didn't even think it was a suspendable play. I didn't think that I it was really one did. for him to get a game either, man. Uh, I didn't. I just want to ask this one more w- real quick, and then we'll let you guys go. But I feel like over the course of this playoff se- – watching the playoffs this year – I have seen more goalies get ran into than I feel like it's that I, and maybe that's just because it's top of mind. But man, you talk about something that like cannot continue to happen. Like, so, but then what do you do, Donnie? Well, like, no. so here's my question back to you guys. And I agree, I don't like to see the goalies get run over, but we used to protect them, right? I mean, you used to protect them. So you bump into the goalie, you're getting, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get it, you're going to yeah. get, it. or your goalie's going to get it, yeah. yeah. And so it it did. It really did self-police itself back back in my day. There he goes again. Um, and even in the early 2000s and things like that, you bumped the goalie at your own risk. Now, yeah, you might get a penalty and whatnot, but guys are crashing the crease all the time. And that's the way you score goals in the NHL now. Are goalies flopping a lot more, too? No, I don't think really they so? are. I think what's happening is they're, you know, they're trying to make a save. They are. I watch the goalies. I don't see... Maybe a couple times you see a goalie embellish once in a while. But for the most part, they, they have this little wee thing called the crease. Mm-hmm. It's not that big. And that's supposed to be their area to do their work in. And so when guys come to the net, like, what do we say the first two series of this playoff? Get pucks to the net and bodies to the net because there's going to be rebounds there. So you're going to the net at 20 miles an hour. How are you supposed to really control what you're doing? And yeah. you're trying to score a goal. It's a one-goal game or it's a tie game. And your playoff lives are at stake you're really going to go in cautiously? Right, no, yeah. you're going in. Turn you don't care skates. if you put the goalie through the back of the net with the puck. It's like it doesn't matter. Yeah. So how do you protect the goalies? I don't know. You can't go back to the in-the-crease rule of many years ago where it's like as soon as your foot's in the crease, it's no goal. Um, I think that I think that contact with the goalie could be called if you're not pushed in, and you know. but then you get to a judgment. So the referee's discretion then. Right. Did he try hard enough to not hit the goalie? Well, there's a lot of guys that can sell it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, act like, uh, oh, my God, I lost an edge. Mr. Codry. F- yeah, or like Glenn Anderson way back in the day. He'd go wide and come flying in straight into the goalie and look like he tripped. And like the goalie's like, what the heck just happened? This guy just ran me through the boards. Oops, sorry. And he's like, oh, damn skates. Our trainer didn't sharpen him. Sorry, man. So I don't know what the answer is, man. I just know that if you... Start to get too crazy with it, then you're going to affect the goal-scoring product overall, and it just, I don't know. 
All right. Nobody wants that. No. All right. Well, that's it for us. Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jamie Rivers, Jeff Burton, as always, thank you very much for listening. And this is for next year. Let's go, Blues. The Last Minute Blues Podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Powered by Together Credit Union. Empowering you to achieve your financial goals. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors, We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.